relish, chutney, hollandaise, or HB. Things are about to get saucy. You naughty little monkeys, you. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Oh, the boys are back. The boys are back in town. Matt O'Kine, how are you? Oh, I'm so good, mate. Feeling rested. The tan is looking sharp. Spent a bit of days at the uh, beach. It was great. Good times. Well, the good news for old A. Dyson is that with Victorian restrictions easing today, uh, I am now within a legitimate area to get a body of water uh, in my Ooh. in my exercise. So uh, that's quite exciting. 25 kilometres coming in. Um, there's, I could get a haircut. I've been wearing a lot more hats to keep my fringe I'm, under control. Look, I've been meaning to say, <laughs> mate, you've, it's about time, honestly. Uh, which is another restriction easing. Uh, the what are you going to go with, the good. mohawk? Yeah, obviously the mohawk is at shave size. What did I try and convince you to get one year? On <laughs> no, well, <laughs> actually, this is, a, this is a little known fact. <laughs> But um, when we when we brought back Legionnaires hats on Triple J, okay, it was wildly popular. But it was meant to be an ongoing segment where we'd bring back new things every month or two. Yeah. Uh, but because Legionnaires took off, hats took off so much, we sort of just left it with that. But I did really want to bring back perms. Yes, <laughs> and then they're back. I'm telling you, please get a perm. All right, that's a segment for a later date. Please but get a perm. Before that, congratulate, like, Honestly, the people in Melbourne have done so well. I was trying to think of how how many places in the world that would have been able to handle this length of lockdown. Months upon months of stage four with only four reasons to leave home. Curfews, uh, distance restrictions. So proud of everyone who was... Uh, yeah, don't just managed to, to do it. It's been it's been wonderful and reaping the rewards now. Particularly as looking at other countries, we've had we were on similar numbers as them during that uh, June July time. Brought it back down to the the single digits and uh, other places looking a bit out of control. So um, Melbourne has done so well. The rest of Australia is loving it as well. Sorry, the whole dude, I'm not. Good. I'm I'm not listening. I googled <laughs> male perm and. Um, <laughs> We have got some great examples. You go the tight perm, okay? Right, well, you keep you looking at that. The, We've got a big show to do today. The fade, and the fade with the perm. You go the full Napoleon Dynamite. I guess for me to you, Melbourne. Well done. But it's so exciting today to be back here. An extra t- flavour of excitement oh, in the air, Matt O'Kine. Undercut with perm. <laughs> right. I've always wanted an undercut. Because we've, we've got these guys on the show. Yes, the Rubens. A couple of the boys, Sam and Elliot, will be joining us uh, to chat about all things new music and their new song, which is dedicated to some people who have suffered, even, you know, been through one of the most difficult times, year 12 during this time. We're going to chat to Sam and Elliot about the, their latest song and uh, the video clip which accompanies it, which is a bit of a dedication to the young people who are just trying to figure out the world as it is and the world is is not playing yeah, totally, ball. totally, totally. <laughs> Dude. Perm Mohawk. I found it, okay? Literally, this is what you need to get. You get the best of both worlds. All right, I'm gonna fade down, Madokai, to here because we've got a to show get into, but I'm sure Mohawk. I'm sure we'll cover we'll cover perms in a not too distant future. I I, I promise you. But it's gonna be, be back. back. Happy Monday! Matt and Alex. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Plenty of huge sporting finals taking place over the weekend. Matt O'Kine, you were glued to your television screen checking out a uh, bit of the sport. Oh, don't even start. (laughs) 
honestly, four games and every one of my teams lost. And I didn't even <laughs> like any of these teams. You know, you sit down to watch a game, yeah. you're like, I don't really care about these two teams, but at least I hope these guys win. Look, I don't care about Melbourne or Canberra in the NRL, but I'm like, you know what? Wouldn't mind Canberra getting up. They get absolutely flogged. <laughs> I'm like, what is what is the point of me watching this game I don't even want to watch? More good news for Melbourne with uh, the Vixens uh, being victorious over the West Coast Fever in the Super Netball, 66-64. Oh, Nail-biter. Your Lions, Brizzy uh, having a loss, Matt O'Kine, who I was oh. going for in that game as well. Well, a bit rough. Uh, and over in Adelaide, the home team, Port Adelaide Power, getting beaten by the reigning premiers, Richmond Tigers. That's the annoying in a big thing. game. Very close the, game. Lo- the Lions lost and then Port lost. I mean, we're talking about the two home teams at the time, you know, getting beaten by these stupid Melbourne teams, you know. Just, oh, just get out, Melbourne. Don't but, like you in the sports. But the uh, that Port Adelaide and Richmond game, very close game. And i got a few friends who go for Richmond, one of which who gets... And gets very nervous for his team, Matt O'Kine. Um mm. So much so that I talked to him after after the Richmond game on the weekend. I'm like, wow, what a finish. You know, one goal in it all the way down to the end. Um, how did how did you go? He's like, oh, I, I didn't watch it. I'm like, what? I texted you at halftime. You were watching it. He's like, yeah, but when it came down the last six minutes, it was so close. I was so nervous for it. I turned off the TV, got in the car, and drove around for 20 minutes. What? Until the no game, way. <laughs> until the game finished and the came back and checked the score. Are you kidding me? I mean, I've done that. I well, I mean, I did that not not in nerves, but I remember 2006 uh, World Cup qualifications mm. when I thought that uh, Australia were almost certainly going to, you know, win against Italy in that. Oh, in yeah. quarter final. Oh man, with Lucas Neal goes six, to ground 16, in the yeah. box. And I and I saw it and I thought, oh, I'll be able to get drive from the regatta home to Indrapilly to watch the extra time because there was only a few minutes left or whatever. And then, oh, devastated. But I didn't drive, get in the car on purpose. Yeah, no, he, turned off, turned it off with six minutes to go and just drove <laughs> drove around because nerves why? nerves can be a difficult thing. Like nerves can make you do, you know, things whether it's on purpose going around for a drive or you know. 1999, uh, Hurdles, Melbourne Olympic Park, uh, under 11s, Alex Dyson at his first states, uh, getting ready for the hurdles, so nervous, um, a little bit of we came out. I'm sure. That's I'm no sure, good. I'm sure. Those, a, those, sure. those athletic shorts are very thin as well, you know. <laughs> I know. It's not great for that one. Leave, but I did, I did Leaving want... your trail on the tartan track there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, knock it over hurdles as you go. <laughs> Look like he touched that. Oh, that was the old uh, it was the old crowd control fire hose. Now, Matt, what's the most nervous you've been ever? Well, I mean, I didn't I didn't miss out on something because of nerves, but I've you know, um have I ever told you about how I ended up nude in the hotel <laughs> lobby? No. <laughs> Are you sure have I not talked about this? 2013, I get the big call up to do Melbourne Comedy Festival gala on TV. This is something I've worked my whole life to be a part of. I remember watching this when I was a little boy on TV, you know. It was like the highlight of the year. Suddenly I'm there on that big stage, Mm. right? And um, I was so nervous leading up to it that when I go out on stage, I tell my first joke and I hear like, you know, get a good laugh and stuff, but then my mouth suddenly goes really dry and I have a really sort of -of out-of-body kind of experience where I'm like, oh, my God, I'm actually doing the gala. Anyways... (laughs) I then, I, I complete, that's not where everything goes wrong. It was absolutely fine. And I get off the stage after I've done it and I, and I was really happy with my set and, and my manager was stoked and all the other comedians were congratulatory and stuff. And I, and I was like, I've done really well. Then suddenly 
I got this really intense cramping in my kidneys, like this really weird pain. And I had to go downstairs to film this like Oxfam, like, um, oh, you know, donate to Oxfam thing. But yeah, I was I've like, seen those during the gala. I was, like groaning because my kidneys were like seizing up or something. I don't know what had happened. And I and I put it down to this weird like adrenaline rush yeah. that had hit me. So anyway, I sometimes get, after something big, I find like I'm, I'm shaking a little bit. Once you get off, like it's afterwards that oh, your body absolutely. deals with that adrenaline because you're not yeah. using it anymore, so it just bounces around in you. And I'd never felt like this before. And so like after the show, you, you're supposed to go and have this, you know, go to the after party. And I love an after party, <laughs> right? But I was like, I couldn't do it. I was like, I, just, I don't feel right. My my kidneys are hurting and I feel bad. So I just went to the hotel, right? And I had a beer beer by myself at the hotel. Just just like, I, okay, I just need to deep, like just, refigure everything out, set, right? Yeah. And so then I go to bed. Next thing I know, I'm like, I'm, I have this dream where I'm walking through the corridors of the hotel. And then I suddenly like, in my dream, I like approach this door and I go to enter it and it won't open. And then I wake up and I'm standing out the front of my door in a tiny pair of underpants and nothing else. I don't have any key or anything like that. I'm like, what the hell has gone on here? And so I'm starting to freak out and I'm like, oh my God, I'm, this is actually happening. Like I'm, I'm not in a dream. And so I'm like, I'm like trying to open the door and I'm, and I'm trying to figure out what to do. And I, and I eventually end up like... I don't want to get in the lift because it's very bright and there's people that could be in it and stuff. So I quickly like run down the the fire stairs down to the bottom level and I come out into the lobby and I just poke my head around the corner to this dude who's behind the desk and I go, hey, hey, sorry. Um, I don't know how this has happened, but I have locked myself out of my room and I'm not wearing any clothes. And he goes... Yeah, mate, I've been watching you walk around there for a little while, actually, on the screens here. I was wondering what was going on. <laughs> Chucks me the keys. I end up back in the room. But that was nerves for you, I swear to God. That is it. Let us know uh, what have your nerves led you to do. Uh, we'd, <laughs> we'd love to hear from you. Uh, alternative, what have you seen on CCTV? Um, get in touch. <laughs> Matt.ant.alex on Instagram. <laughs> Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Well, Alex Sites, when it comes to career highlights, uh, they don't get much better than telling a band that they have just reached the number one spot on uh, the Triple J Hottest 100, which we had the pleasure of doing to our next guests back in 2016. Uh, it was for their track, Hoops. But we're so excited to welcome uh, the Rubens to our show. They make music that sounds a little bit like this. And Sam and Elliot from the band are here to chat to us right now. It is the Rubens. G'day, boys. Welcome to Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Hello. It's great to be here, fellas. Good oh, to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you too. We have managed to uh, chat over the years at various points, and this is our new digs, All Day Breakfast, which is good. Are you brekkie people? Do you, Sam, do you start as the most important meal of the day? I never used to, but since um, lockdown and and, uh, and just being at 
home a lot. I've I've started to do it, and also I think because I'm not on tour anymore, I'm not hung over like every day, <laughs> so I can I feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't manage my breakfast intake. You know, it always it always ends up being some big you know bacon and egg thing, and and it just it's just packs on the kilos. You know, I, I need to get into this birch that everyone. <laughs> That's disgusting. He's studied in gravel. I just really <laughs> gravel and milk is right. Been, mm, exactly just right. Meat. What about um, yourself, Elliot? Vegemite toast aficionado through and through. As someone was talking about it the other day. They're like, "What's your favorite food?" And I had a good think about it. And it's like the food that literally I've probably eaten mostly every day of my life, and I'm not sick of it still. So it has, it has to be Vegemite toast. Wow. <laughs> and do you have a ritual when you eat the toast? Because I know that my sister used to eat the corners off each piece until she had a little cross. Oh, wait, no, I used to do that, sorry. Corners <laughs> off each piece until I had a little cross. And then and then I would nibble the, the, the edge crusts off those sticky bits of the cross and then I would fold the sides of the cross in so that I was like a little envelope of toast. <laughs> That's awesome. That I would deliver to my taste buds. in the middle? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Any rituals, Elliot? I'm like a normal person because I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> fair call, fair call. That's it. Well, thank you very much for uh, having a chat to us. You're both in, in different areas right now. I mean, I've been listening to your your latest tunes a lot recently. Um, loving the, the direction that Ruben's been going in recently. We just heard a couple of those ones, one which was... Uh, just nominated at the Arias for Song of the Year. Um, can you tell us a little bit about Living Life? Man, it feels like it came out so long ago because it did. It actually <laughs> did. Um, yeah, that song was released a long time ago. And I think we, we, we did one tour at the start of last year um, where we were able to play that for the first time live. And we were really surprised at how well it was going, like how much it was going off. It was really, really cool. And then everything, you know, stops, shit hit the fan. And we had a live in life tour planned, um, which we've postponed twice now. And that tour is now called a completely different thing. We've we've managed since that song came out and COVID happened, we've managed to rename our tour an album tour. So the whole album has been done. It's amazing. We're here to, chatting about the news song as well, Time of My Life, which uh, which has an incredible clip that was put together by a lot of, uh, well, that includes a lot of young people who are going through the time of their life in year 12. Where did this song start? Well, it was written like pretty much every other track on the record before COVID. So it's not actually influenced by COVID at all. But for us, it always had this like nostalgic kind of happy, sad feel. Um, so when it came to making the video, we wanted to do something that, you know, you always want to do something that reflects the feel of the song. And leading up to making the video and releasing the single, we were getting a lot of messages from just like, you know, HSC students and, and, and teachers and whatnot, explaining, you know, their world at the moment and asking for shout outs and reaching out and stuff. And it was just like, this is a really hard time for a lot of people. Maybe we can just reflect their experience with the video and use them. Put some actual year kid, year 12 kids in there and, you know, reach out to them. Man, that, that time is, is hard enough as it is without the sort of stuff that you need to go through when it comes to uh, dealing with an international pandemic. Uh, Sam, how did you approach year 12 when you were going through and would something like this have uh, thrown you off kilter a little bit? Uh, probably not really. Um I would have just been doing probably exactly what I was doing. Um, <laughs> I, I just mediocre results, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're giving a lot of hope to a lot of Year Twelvers right now. I'm sure. Oh yeah, exactly. And I, I think one thing that I realised the other day is that a lot of a big part of Year Twelve for a lot of students is planning what they're going to do next year. 
whether that's going to uni or taking mm. a gap year. Like that's a huge thing. Everyone's talking about what they're going to do. And that's all up in the air. I, I just realized that, man, I, I was just like, that sucks. Like, you, you know, mm. they're either got these overseas trips planned with their friends or they're going to take a gap year or they're going to get straight into uni. Mm. And they, they just don't know what it's going to look like. So, yeah, a lot of unknowns. Well, yeah, I, I also realized just yesterday um, something about year 12 is the relationships you're forming. You're starting to like people. You want to do those sort of things. And we were chatting about it. Like, you know, the moments when you're sort of sitting, you're not sure whether you should kiss the person next to you and you're sitting there and you're like, imagine that with a bloody pandemic going on as well. It's like, it's another reason to not do it. I just think year 12, Alex would have just absolutely crumbled in that instance. And yeah, I would have taken a vaccine to get me my first kiss. You were such a nerd, Daiso, sitting there worrying about, oh, what am I going to kiss? You know, some people have got babies in year 12, mate. They're doing, they're, they're doing sex sometimes <laughs> in year 12. Anyways, that's, un, that's completely uh, unrelated. But Is it sexually transmitted? That's another thing we were discussing the other day. I would imagine that there are some positions in which it could be less transmitted, yes. Okay. <laughs> that's, okay. All, that's all I'm going to say. Thank goodness. Um, Thank goodness. <laughs> Let's get back to this album. Let's wait, get... wait, wait. Well, I want to ask in terms of this song, Time of My Life. Okay. Because the, the original question thing, I think we were going with. The other thing, I mean, because one of the big graduation songs for a lot of people for, for decades has been this song. I hope you had the time of your life. I mean, have you just tapped into using the, the right title here? Or uh, <laughs> is, it, is it weird thinking that in like 10 years, this could be the, that you could be surpassing Green Day in the next go-to graduation anthem? There's a yeah. chance. I think, I think mainly money-wise it'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, but also because I didn't even, I never even knew the, um, the name of that Green Day song until someone pointed it out. I thought it was time of, your life. I didn't know it had that other whole part to the title. So maybe we could slip in there and be more direct. Yeah, you yeah, get rid of those absolutely. pesky brackets because when you search Tom of My Life, yours will probably come up and good riddance will be relegated <laughs> oh as a result of the parentheses. <laughs> exactly. So you <laughs> playing that game. Good on us. I want to touch on what you actually do talk about in the song because it does seem to be a little bit of a bittersweet uh, song in terms of the lyrical content and it, it almost seems to speak about, well, to me, I sort of take a... a uh, forever kind of wanting or or never reaching like this this idea of satisfaction or success or or achievement that you kind of think will happen once you reach a certain point once you reach a certain milestone etc um can you talk about what being in a successful band actually feels like and do you suffer from that thing where it's never enough i think yeah definitely i think it's human i think everyone you feel like you're only as good as whatever you know, if you're a musician, you feel like you're only as good as your last song or your last record or your last show. I think everyone's like chasing whatever that feeling is. Once you make something good and put it out there, you're not going to just stop there. You're going to keep on going just because it's that kind of weird addiction. And also like we have to like remind ourselves, you know, in between cycles, if we're off the road or don't have music out, we'll, we'll have that moment where it's like, do you reckon people still care? Like, do you reckon people still even <laughs> care about us? If we put out this track, is anyone going to listen to it? And then you get, you know, you get it out there and you kind of have to be like, there's a big sigh of relief. Like, oh, someone down. Yeah, I didn't, didn't want to oh. say anything a while back, guys, but I was really worried for us. I wasn't <laughs> going to say anything. But like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, how do you feel about it, Sam? You know, like, do you... Because, uh, I mean, something like the Hottest 100, I bet you would have started your career thinking, if we could get number one in Hottest 100, 
it'd just be the happiest day in the world. And it, and it is, I'm sure. And then like, you're like, oh, well now what? Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, that was it. It was like one of the best days of my life for sure. When that happened, it was just, it was such a, it was such a wonderful moment. And, and I'm really happy that it happened because I, it just made me think that I, anything after that, I don't, I don't stress about the hottest 100 anymore because I don't, I don't think we're ever going to get it again, which means we're never going to beat it. So whatever, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Hottest 100 mm-hmm. comes around, fine. It makes me really re- much more relaxed whenever that day happens. <laughs> and it comes to like constantly trying to sort of like uh, raise the bar. I, I feel like you get to a certain point or I've gotten to a certain point where now I'm just really happy where I'm at. Like I love... I love where we're at. And I think COVID, because because we can't play shows anymore, I feel like for us and every other artist, I would play any show and it would feel like it would feel like Splendor playing a pub right now, you know? <laughs> I feel like yeah. it's brought us all right back down to the point where everyone's gonna at least hopefully for the first few weeks really appreciate what they do for a living. Absolutely. Straight back to normal. (laughs) Yeah. And the music industry (laughs) in particular has really suffered from that. But we've talked to plenty of musicians here on All Day Breakfast about what they've been up to. People are gardening. People are, uh, you know, going to different hobbies. Is there any uh, hobbies that, uh, Elliot, potentially you've you've come up with during this time that you may not have had the time to do when you're always on the road? Well, I like started making sourdough like two years ago. Maybe three years now. I I bet you got mad when everyone started doing it. (laughs) Oh, dude. But the worst part was like... Every loaf I made during COVID, when everyone started like getting into it and putting mm. up pictures of their perfect loaves on Instagram and stuff, every loaf I made was shit house. It was just <laughs> like I started failing at something that I was specifically good at and no one knew about it. No one, no one really cared. And then as soon as everyone cared, I was the worst at it and everyone's just like really good. What about yourself in lockdown there, Sam? Um, what's been the hobby? I'm in quarantine still, actually. I've got a day and a half left in, in, in quarantine in Perth. And um, the the first day I shaved my head, and the second day I dyed my hair. So I like that's just an example. Like that just shows the trajectory of madness that I started. On. <laughs> you you literally <laughs> are the Riddler right now. Like you, <laughs> day eleven. Goodness gracious! What, what's happening in Perth for you? Uh, I'm having uh, a baby over here. Actually, <gasps> having my second child. Congratulations, yeah, yeah. bro! Did you say second, second, second. Yeah, I've got oh, a two-year-old daughter. So amazing. Speaking of uh, letting things rise in the oven, you've uh, you've outdone ourselves. <laughs> yeah, you've once, both been once again. cooking little sourdoughs. <laughs> there so. you go. And Elliot, you're looking forward to being a, a cool uncle once again for the second time there? Oh, yeah, it's the best. You just get to do all the fun stuff and I still haven't changed a nappy or anything. Right? <laughs> oh, you stay, haven't, stay, you little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> well, stay, gentlemen, stay in that situation, man. You've got a good. We should let you go, but thank yeah. you very much for chatting to us. Uh, good luck with the new album, which uh, is called 0202, coming out in February as well. And is, is what we've heard so far, is that a sort of symbolic of what we're going to get at the moment? What does the rest of 0202 sound like compared to uh, stuff like Time of My Life or uh, Living Life and that sort of that sort of business? And Heavy Weather, which I love as well. It's all bangers, man. It's bangers nonstop. Walter it's Walter. our best <laughs> album ever. Best album ever. But uh, sonically, I don't know. I think I, th- I think Living Life is a good example of how other, certain other songs on the record sound. I'm excited for people to hear it, that's for sure. Well, I can't oh, wait to hear it, man. Stuff. I've always been impressed with the way the Rubens have been able to evolve naturally. With you know, you've never thrown incredible curveballs, but you've never stayed the same on each one. I think you've absolutely nailed it. The way that uh, your, your career and your music has come out. So, thank you so much for thank chatting you, to us once again, and uh, hopefully, we get to catch up on the road sometime again soon. Yeah, yeah. Next year, let's hang out. I'd love to.
Absolutely. All the best, guys. Sam and Elliot from the Rubens. We'll see you soon. Thank you, boys. See ya. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Now, over the weekend, Matt O'Kai, New Zealanders went to the polls and re-elected Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern for another term. Another three years, this time with a majority, people so happy with her COVID response in the in the rest of her term Rapper that in. decided to get her back in the chair, up on the lectern speaking. And if Jacinda, the Prime Minister of New Zealand, was introducing our next segment, she'd call it Clock Fosh. Click, click, click. Click, click. Clickfish. Clickfish with producer Bron. That's it, Bron. Hello to you. Hello. Did you, you miss are, us? You are our Jacinda. Oh, yeah. I, I love that. I love yeah, Jacinda. You, uh, you are our Jacinda. Does that mean they can all smoke weed now? I think they're going to do the referendum on that at some point. Okay. But uh, Bron, um, Great to see you again. We were out of the offices for I the know. last week, out of the Zoom meetings for the last week, so we have missed you. Um, we're like Jacinda, you're a very good communicator, and that's why that we've enlisted your help to uh, give us the uh, the basic rundown on what happens on the articles that we're too cool to click on. Equally important as the COVID press conferences <laughs> in New Zealand, I'm sure. Yes, exactly absolutely. right. So yep. what, what was the first link you clicked on? So it's from Pedestrian headline, Justin Bieber launched a collection with Crocs shoes and that is disgusting, disgustingly good. Oh. <laughs> so That's one hell of a headline. Okay, <laughs> but I mean, Kanye did, didn't, I mean, everyone's bagging out Kanye for wear, making Croc-like sneakers. I know. Well, Justin, they've sold out. People love them. They've sold completely out. They're just yellow, ugly Crocs. Just imagine what Crocs look like. It's just yellow Crocs. Crocs. And look, I don't want to do us out of a sponsorship here, <laughs> but they they can be a tough-looking shoe at times, all right? I'm not doubting that they could be comfortable. Just saying sometimes they don't. They don't scream high harsh on. I think they're good right? for, like, toddlers and if you're gardening. And these are medical professionals. You can slip them on and walk around the surgery. Oh, God. Yeah. So these are, this this colour of yellow is, I'm just going to say, it's not my cup of tea, and it's got these weird little, like, tags, like yeah, badges so and stuff. You can buy these charms where you can bedazzle your Crocs, which really just, you know, brings up the... The class on these things. But people are loving it. And the, we were talking about stocks um, a couple of weeks ago now. Um, the shares went up by 11% after they oh, announced this. So people what? are all over it. Imagine rocking up on a date and they're wearing bedazzled Bieber Crocs. <laughs> I mean, is that well, a deal breaker well, or is that yeah, a deal breaker? it's your birthday. We might be able to swing these you, for you. You say that, but if two people turn up and they're both wearing bedazzled Bieber Crocs, well... There's going to be a baby wearing bedazzled Bieber Crocs in nine months' time, I'll tell you that much. Well, speaking of babies, Mirror UK, this is the headline, parents name baby after internet provider in exchange for 18 years free Wi-Fi. Wow. <laughs> so, so, so how is little TPG going? <laughs> almost. The company's called Twi-Fi, I'm pretty sure. Twi-Fi. Oh, that's, um, that's, look, oh. that's a nice name. That's a little <laughs> so, one. So, but if you called it, a, if you had a boy and you called it Twi-Fierce or a girl called Twifa, then you get free internet for 18 years. Imagine explaining that to wow. the human being. 
that is growing up in the world mm -hmm. as to how they got their name. It makes sense, though, because labour is a very unpredictable thing and so is internet installation. So <laughs> when uh, they say, look, it'll be here sometime between 10 and 6pm, you know that it's kind of on brand. Well, these people, they, they were pretty smart with it and they just gave their child the middle name of it. Their daughter got the middle name. Oh. So you don't really care about your middle name that much. So you're getting free Wi-Fi for 18 years. Why not? I mean, I wouldn't do it, but... <laughs> also, but also, Wi-Fi, 18 years ago, Wi-Fi was not a thing and it won't be a thing in 18 more <laughs> years. There's going to be something better. So that, that'd that be like having, your, you know, a child called Dial-Up. Being like, yep, yeah, we've still got old Dial-Up because we got the free stuff. Thanks, Dial-Up. That's it. And finally, Brad, what else have we got? Um, so this is from the New York Post. Headline is, Porn Theme Park Opens with Real Life Porn Stars as Servers. Goodness gracious. So this is in Japan. Um, mm -hmm. They've got a five-story adult-only theme park in the Tokyo's Red Light District. So, yeah, it's a bit <laughs> of a random one. They've also got COVID restrictions. <laughs> All right. So what are we talking the about here? The sexiest of restrictions. Yeah. Um, what, what, happens, what happens at a, what a, at a porn star theme park? So, the wet water rapid rides afterwards. Playing you just WAP get, the whole time. <laughs> you just get cleaned up with a box of tissues or something <laughs> after you... Brian, I think, has more of the answers, has read the article. So each floor is themed. So one of the floors is like a newcomer adult film actress floor where it's all the newbies sort of, you know, amateur style. Um, and then another floor is you get erotic massages. How much would you guys pay to go to this? I've got the fee. Um, uh, wouldn't. I if just I was wouldn't. a different person... Um, <laughs> Do you get sex in this as a as this thing? Well, I should hope not because it only costs about six dollars to get in there. <laughs> what? Six? It's five hundred yen, which comes to about six or seven Australian dollars. I'm st I'm still confused. Is this a sex thing or is it a not sex thing? Like it's a porn star theme park. And porn stars serve the foods and stuff. Yes. And are there yeah. are there rides that are porn related? They didn't mention that, but one time I went to Sexpo and there was a um, penis shaped. Um, we can just cut this out. <laughs> We're not cutting no, this we out, Bron. No, 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 no. You don't get to decide that. I'm staying late today to make sure this stays in, uh, so, Bron. Please. So what? What? There was a penis shaped what? Um, you know. What is simulator where you see a screen and it kind of bounces around but you inside you're like the sperm and the video <laughs> shows yes. the video shows that go through. Yes. I love that so much. Oh, for $6 I'll sign up to that one. Thank you very much Bron. We will catch you next time on Clickfish. Thank you. Now, Matt, we are back on this Monday, and guess what, good listener? We got robes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We've been loving seeing all the robes that we've given away uh, across the last couple of weeks. Um, that You guys have posted us direct messages, you know, just mm. telling your followers exactly how comfortable you are. And we thought, well, the fun doesn't stop now. We've got to keep it going. We've got to make sure the comfort is spread 
worldwide. And watching these selfies that uh, the road winners in the past who've either done some super dank and spicy meme content, you know, potentially they've worn robes outdoors, but they've got these robes, they're putting it up on the socials and you can just tell how comfortable they are in the robes. And you and I have had to put up some things in the past when it comes to some products that we, you know, mm-hmm. are asked to help disperse. And um, it, it's it's harder than it looks, isn't it? Yeah, oh, mate. People give influencers a hard time, you know. They're, they're constantly mocking influencers for the, you know, jars that they always drink green smoothies out of. And, um, <laughs> Tans that they uh, manage to give themselves. But the amount of hotels they go to. How, how but really, hotels? it's the hardest job in the world. It's the hardest <laughs> job in the world. Uh, yeah. So which is why we want you to, to help us out with this because we'd love to, to let as many people as possible know how good a Matt and Alex all-day breakfast, all-day robe is. And so we want you to uh, tag us in your favourite influence posts. You know, are there people out there who you reckon would flog the crap out of an all-day breakfast robe? Who would yeah. be able to, you know, you've seen them, you've seen them do their coconut water, all right? You've seen them do their teeth whitening. <laughs> and you reckon the next thing in their arsenal is... At all day breakfast, all day robe. Now, the only issue is we've only got robes. We don't have cash. And so yeah. these influencers need to be prepared. Well, actually, they don't need to be because they don't know who you are or we are or <laughs> anything. But you can, if you tag us in your favorite influence posts, we're going to try and hit up the people that you reckon uh, we need to influence these robes to so get them to the best, the best people possible in the best possible way. And if you do a funny p- comment under their post, all right, and tag Matt and Alex, Alex. Uh, you know, your funniest robe-based comment, <laughs> then you yourself will mm. win the robe. Feel free to put up your own, inf- if you're not an influencer, okay, feel free to put up your own influencer-style post and comment under it yourself. You know, put up your own hand to become a Matt and Alex robe-fluence. <laughs> Goddamn. Robe-fluence. 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 I tell you what, a smooth robe and not a smooth... <laughs> Saying no, but um, let, let us know Any, anyone out there that you reckon we good. It could be anyone from you know your typical Insta models. It could be you know who's doc- that juice guy? No, the 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 the, the <laughs> fizzy drink person. The um, uh, yeah, the Bang Energy CEO. Bang in- it could be um, him. It could be it could be whoever reads the nightly news. We don't mind whose gram comments you get into, but uh, just it could be Chris Hemsworth. You know. It, Let us well, know. It could, well, maybe it's not Hemsworth, but maybe it's the koala. <laughs> okay, maybe it's Chris Hemsworth's koala that you actually want to hit up. So, yeah, you, you comment under that, any pick you want. Mm. Uh, tag Matt and Alex and uh, Funniest Rogue Comment wins. And if we can convince your nominated influencer to put up a picture with a Matt and Alex robe, then you'll be getting yourself a robe as well. So um, get in touch at matt.and.alex. Well, 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 Alex Dyson, you've, uh, <laughs> I'm actually really happy because when we started the show, I didn't know that we would end up here, but we've well, ended up somewhere that makes me very, very glad. Before we end up where we end up, <laughs> let's just say a big thank you to the Rubens for joining us on the show oh, yes, today. Very, course. very excited, uh, to, or, as always, to chat to, uh, to Sam and Elliot. But they're not the only Hottest 100 number one winners to be chatting to us this week, Matt O'Kine, because tomorrow on the show, we've got these guys. 
Yeah, so excited to be chatting to Mitch from Ocean Alley. They took out the Hotness 100 number one spot with their track. You just heard Confidence. But uh, we'll hear what, they're, what they've been up to and what they've got planned for uh, heading into the end of the year. But all this aside, <laughs> what you don't know, listener, off air, is that Alex Dyson made a little commitment, <laughs> didn't you? Well, I said... I said, sure, I'll get a permit. I've got to go to the hairdresser. I know I need to do that. And so... And so off air, you were like, you know what? I think I'll get a perm. Sure. Finally, after all these years, (laughs) I'm going to try and bring back the perm. And this is going to be a lone hand because, you know, we very much appreciate you listening here, but only people who want to listen to Matt and Alex are listening to Matt and Alex now. And so it's going to be a bit tougher to convince those, those... those other people to get on board and uh, join join the the new movement. Oh, absolutely! And I mean, uh, you know, I've got I've got curly hair. Well, I, you know, certainly had more of it before, <laughs> but I've got still some of it left. Very proud of my curls, you yeah. know. So, so this is something you can actually embrace, Alex Dice. So, yeah, this could be a new look. I'm not sure when it's going to happen, but I'll I'll say now. At some point, we'll uh, we'll br- try and bring back the perm. Uh, so that'll be excellent. And to leave you, you might be wondering, what is a perm? How do you perm? Okay, I always got asked by my nana growing up, who was a hairdresser, "Do you want me to give your hair a perm?" I always refused. So I think I could honor her by doing it as well. But How do you do a perm? Well, luckily, the Paul Mitchell Sherman Oaks Night Hairdressing School have put up a song on YouTube called Perm Song. And unbeknownst to me and Matt, I think it's a cover of a Cardi B song. Is that right, Bron? Yeah, it's a cover of Bodak Yellow. Okay, by okay. Cardi B. But it's, it's, it's about how to perm. All right, well, <laughs> if you've never done it before, maybe, Alex Dyson, you could even take some tips and do a home perm. <laughs> do DIY perm. All right, well, we'll see how it goes, but here it is, the perm song to finish, Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. We'll catch you later. Tip your head back, get the shampoo, section it, wrap it, with that cotton tube, process it, left to right, right to left, check that swirl, boo. Okay, just for visuals, there's about there's about twelve people dancing horribly, rapping hor- horribly around a lady in curlers. You're doing amazing, sweetie. This reminds me of when when. There was that video that was going around the, of the white choir doing the uh, the whip and the nay nay, oh. and then at the end of it, they show that clip of Obama. And he's crying. He goes, "Every time I think about it, it just makes me so mad." Definitely hallmarks of that. Uh, thank you for listening. Bye. That's it. The all day breakfast kitchen is closed. All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.